welcome to Dear Alice, a lifestyle approach to interior design. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Dear Alice. Today, we are going to be rounding out this podcast with common design mistakes. This is our part two, and I hope you enjoyed part one. <laughs> we were on fire. We're really passionate about these topics. Real bone to pick. <laughs> yeah, no, we do. Nothing makes us matter than good money spent on bad design. Oh, it can be spent for good or evil, you guys. And so much of the time, it's spent for oh, just really long time regrets. <laughs> yeah, totally. We just want to help you get it right. And we want to get it right. We know you want to get it right. So we're just talking about what not to wear. Remember that show? Ooh, yeah. <laughs> I used to love that. Stacy and Clinton. <laughs> yes. Oh, yeah. yeah. That's um, funny. What was that show? Was it TLC? T- the Learning Channel? Was it on that? Yeah. Yeah. TLC. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, it's weird I know that, but I used I'm to watch that, that show. Yeah. yeah. So I'll be playing the role of Clinton. You'll be playing the role of Stacy. And we're going to tell you what not to wear. Yeah, yep. <laughs> what not to do what in your house. Okay, so again, these articles are from El Decor. We'll post them, show notes on our story and stuff like that. But this first one to me kind of feels like the opposite of what we ended on in the last podcast. So this is, it's referred to as iconitis. Mm-hmm. Um, that's basically too many, too many <laughs> iconic pieces. Um, so the quote from Joe Nahum uh, says, too many iconic pieces together in one room. Man, I cannot pronounce these names. Um, uh, Mice Vandero, oh, Mice Vandero, Mice Vandero, with a Herman Miller, with a what? Saarinen. Saarinen mm-hmm. is too much information at once. Amen. Yep. I'm all about a hero, but I think especially just a heroes a amidst one era. Yeah, I think that's what we need to talk about. Is mm-hmm. that you can have a lot of heroes, heroes from different eras, you know, with plenty of other things to kind of fill in the blanks to let them shine as heroes. But when it's all from mid-century. Or it's all from like Louis the Sixteenth, and everyone, everything has a cabriole. Like, you don't need that many things. Nothing looks special mm-hmm. at that point, and especially with these icons that he's referring to, everything's sitting high up off the ground. Mm-hmm. There's nothing foundational or solid, kind of anchoring the space. And so that's what we're talking about. Don't get stuck in a in a time period. Um, mm-hmm. It's just it's not flattering. If you're yeah. having a hard time envisioning that too, go to the article. Because I feel like that picture is very, that they use there is like very mm-hmm. true to this. Yeah. And it feels kind of sterile too. Like mm-hmm. It, it no feels character. like a movie set from the 1950s. Yeah. And not a good you one. You know, and mm-hmm. also in the 50s, um, the people were smaller back then than we are today. Think about your grandparents. Even your parents, right? Yeah, totally. We're, we're eating we're chicken breasts with steroids in it, ladies and gentlemen. We're getting big. <laughs> I'm 5'8 now. How tall are My you? My milk has tons of hormones. How about yours? <laughs> yeah. Oh, I mean, but you know what I mean? Yeah. We just we just are taller than, than our predecessors. And I think back then, the Herman Miller lounge chair, very iconic. But have you ever gotten in and out of it? It's like getting out of a bathtub. Yep. You know, it's very, very low. It's lovely to look at in a room. Real, real core workout. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, totally. Yeah. yeah. And, but I think though, like back then the men were probably like five, seven and 120 pounds, you know? Yep. And so that really, oh, that really worked. Um, but a whole room full of that just really does look like a movie set. It's like Mad Men, you know, mm-hmm. from the sixties or something, put a piece in a room and I think you look very stylish and chic and like a cool collector, but we don't need to see all your stuff in one room at once. Yeah. Well, I mean, also with mid-century, I kind of feel like in newer homes, ceilings are taller mm-hmm. and there, so everything feels like smaller It scale. looks like dollhouse yeah. furniture. So, in, Especially with great rooms and stuff like that. You're like, yeah. man, 
like in my old house, it was a mid- mid-century house, but every, every room was like pretty, pretty small and the ceilings were low. Yeah. I could see how that it could fit there, but mm-hmm. these gigantic rooms, it just looks tiny. Like you're going to play with that. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. <laughs> yeah. Amen. I like oh. iconitis. I totally yeah. get it. I know. And I like when you break down that, like itis means like inflammation of. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. That's yeah. awesome. Icon. It's inflammation of too many icons. Yeah. Don't you can, it, you can actually, you'll be actually cooler if you do less. Yes. You like, really yeah, just, be. just have one in a room and let people think, wow, what interesting taste you have without yeah. overdoing it. Yeah, you're not trying too hard. Yeah. It's the exact right amount. Okay. So this next one is from Martin Lawrence Bullard. He says the crotty chop of a pillow is as dated as wearing brute aftershave, just more offensive. <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. Uh, so we do need to talk about the crotty chopped pillow because the, everybody knows what we're talking about here, right? You have mm-hmm. to have a downfill to be able to pull it off and you, they would crotty chop the center of the pillow, which would make the two points of the pillow Bounce up. way up and sometimes even touch at the top if it was karate yeah. chopped too severely. Oh, yeah. And it was like, you'd see sectionals with, with, um, you know, like toss cushions or no, or tight back. And then all these toss pillows, the bunny ears standing up straight, you know, and it was just like such an unrelaxed look and we're not doing it anymore. It, we, I think it looks really nice just to sort of press the sides of the pillow in and then press sort of the top and bottom in just to give it some loft to make the pillow look soft, but you're not like hitting it in the middle with doing a karate chop and making those lines look really fierce. Where did that um, come from? Kind of unbelievable too. You know? Martin yeah. Lawrence Bullard probably started it. And now he's trying to take it back. <laughs> I don't know. That's a good question. It was just kind of adopted. Yeah, you know, it's it like the French clouding. top. It was clouding the fact that it was a down, right? Cause yeah. a poly can't karate shop at all. And it's not to say again, the loft is true. I think someone that does their pillows really well. when I see them in a magazine is Suzanne Kassler. Like her stuff, like they're always just kind of laid relaxed, like they're ready for you to lie on it. Mm. Something when you see a, a sectional or a sofa that has karate chop, you know, points that are touching whatever, it's not believable. I don't want to go sit there. It's not like, I don't, yeah, it just doesn't feel loungy. Yeah, so. it feels like, like we just made this perfect, so don't mess it up again, yeah. you know? Yeah. Kind of thing. But with, yeah, Suzanne Kassler and like the sofa's kind of relaxed. Yeah, leaning or laying into the arm a little bit. You're just like, oh, I want to melt into you. that scene. Yeah. Yep. So try and be authentic. Mm-hmm. Make it livable. Don't cry to jump everything. Uh, the next one is a quote from Jamie Drake um, saying, I love bling, shine, and sheen, but give me the real deal. So that's basically mm-hmm. talking about like, Fool's gold, fake mm-hmm. um, finishes. Yeah. Metal. Amen. I think we've seen, you know, brass and, and gold finishes have trended for a while. I mean, we've been doing this for 13 years and we've been showing, you know, gold and brass finishes for that long. So we know that silver is going to start swinging up again. Mm-hmm. Um, but beca- because of that, most things aren't real brass right? They're sprayed to look like brass or they're just off. They're a little too yellow Mm. or uh, one of the biggest offenders for me, I'm going to get tomatoes thrown at me when I'm saying it is rose gold. Mm. Like I don't want that in any finishes for the home. It looks like cheap tarnished brass. It's just not, (laughs) it's just, it's it's like like pink pink, metal. You know, it feels like a, like maybe pottery barn teen. That'd be cute in a teenager's room. You know, but that's like like a penny of a thing. Yeah. Yeah. It's just not right. And there's just too many 
there's too many faux brass and gold finishes. That it, it doesn't have any warmth to it either. It feels, yeah. I, I don't really, I mean, there probably are some finishes that people love. I don't like any metal finish that feels too cold. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. a chrome or. Yeah. I think one thing he's talking about too, I think like Z Gallery is an offender of this, of just like that cheap, shiny gold metal of anything that just doesn't have any authenticity or any, like it's not a living finish or it doesn't look like a living finish. Mm -hmm. It just looks fake. Like it's plated. Yeah. And too much of it in a room as well. Right. Like you have to have some restraint. I think when, when we go into Z gallery, you're just like shiny, my eyes, you know, if it's not nickel, um, nail heads everywhere, then it's like shiny silver legs with a glass top, which also has a sheen to it. And then it's like a white patent leather sofa that's tufted the and the buttons <laughs> and the buttons are diamonds or something. Do you know what I mean? Mm, it's just everything's like, reflective. Everything's shiny. Yeah. yeah, totally. It's just too much. Yeah, And it doesn't know? look glam. No, if it's if like you the say opposite. that's your style. That's the opposite of glam. Yeah. Don't do it. <laughs> yeah. Fool, it. Fools. <laughs> hashtag fools gold. Yeah. yeah I like that. Jamie Drake. Uh, Did you know that 35% of adults report experiencing poor sleep quality? Let me put you onto something that is going to transform your sleep. Cozy Earth Bedding is temperature regulating people. This is huge. If you and your spouse do not sleep at the same temperature, which most people don't, I'm freezing, my husband's hot. This is a massive benefit and breakthrough for us when we started sleeping on Cozy Earth. You can both sleep on the same mattress with the same sheets and be completely comfortable. They also have a 100-night sleep trial guarantee and a 10-year warranty, which I don't know of anybody that does this. They're that confident in the product, and so am I. When I first touched Cozy Earth products, I could not believe the soft hand on it. It also almost has like a cool feel to your hand. To your um, hand, It's like slippery dolphin, like your feet swishing around is so, so addictive. I can't sleep with anything but cozy earth sheets. I'm obsessed. Um, Also, you need to treat yourself to the ultimate comfort with cozy earth. I love the sleepwear. I love the sweats and the bedding is amazing. You can prioritize your self-care, your sleep health. If you just head over to cozyearth.com and use the promo code dear Alice for an exclusive 35% off. You guys, we don't have to wait for a sale. You can use this anytime. Again, the code is Dear Alice for an exclusive 35% off. Better sleep awaits you with Cozy Earth. That's good. I'm with you. Give me the real deal. And I'm going to circle back to um, the Iconitis too. Um, if you're going to buy, um, you know, one of the classics, buy the real thing. Yep. You know? Yeah. Just own the real thing if you're going to do it. Don't fake it. Good call. Yeah. And it goes like a handbag. Right. It's like the Hermes blanket. Buy the real one. Don't buy all of the knockoffs on Amazon. Mm -hmm. Like live well, but don't fake it. You know? Yep. That's my, that's my sentiment on it. Um, It's just, uh, I don't know. It's disposable and um, the thicknesses are wrong and the stitching on the edge is wrong. And it's like when you used to go to, um, uh, what's that street, Canal Street in New York, Mm -hmm. You buy a Kate Spode bag. Mm-hmm. You know what yeah, I mean? exactly. Yeah, totally. Prado. Prado. <laughs> Prado and Kate Spode. Yeah, totally. And it's just not right. Or like Kate Spade is written upside down or something. And I don't know. You just like, just live authentically. You know, you don't have to fake it. Yep. Totally. Save up. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, the next quote is on dried flower arrangements. Nate Burkus says, 
How exactly does one clean that? <laughs> <laughs> Isn't that the truth? Yeah. Yeah. Do you remember, I remember like in high school or someone would give you a rose, and you'd hang it upside down from your window and you'd be like, oh, I'll remember this forever. No, it's just going to be dry and crunchy and oh. should be over there with the reclaimed wood. <laughs> like, or how about, how about when like you'd press it in like a big book <laughs> and they're like, what does one want with a flat rose? <laughs> It's no longer three-dimensional and crunchy. It's flat and crunchy. I'll, I'll sketch you one. <laughs> oh, man. Well, if you want something two-dimensional, oh. yeah. It's How does, I wanted to answer that question. How does one clean one? Do you remember when back when we first started that Bougainvillea? Yes. We sold a lot of those dried flower arrangements. It was kind of all within the name of like French countryside yeah. and, you know, that sort of yeah. feel. But they were real dried flowers that he had... Um, petrified <laughs> no oh. he had you call it like um it's like what you do to dead bodies embalming. yeah embalming <laughs> yeah. he embalmed flowers Ooh. and all of this and you could touch them and they were crunchy but they were still soft didn't he say that you just submerge them in a bathtub i think so anyway yeah, i'm right. just answering burgess's question but he's right like hold on that's how you would clean him is just that's what he said but also the point of this podcast isn't to say how to clean dried flower <laughs> no, arrangements because yeah. we just shouldn't be doing them yeah. But Your I remember that's, <laughs> that's how like in 2008, that's when, that's when, you know, this was going on and reclaimed wood and, you know, <laughs> everything was crunchy back then, <laughs> yeah, <exactly. laughs> dry and crunchy. Exactly. Everything would give you a sliver back then. Um, yeah, I agree. Nate Burkus. How does one clean one? <laughs> it's just not right. Don't do it. That's I don't awesome. think anybody's doing it. it. Yep. Nobody's, in the cloud. nobody's drying flowers anymore though, are they? You know why? There's probably a handful, but they might not be listening to this like Keeping podcast. them on in a niche. That's what they're doing. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> it was customized for the flowers. Yes. <laughs> anyway, yuck. Okay. This one is what we've talked about quite a bit. This is a off, good off one. There. Yeah. This yeah. is, this, um, yeah, go ahead, Corey. Hotel inspired rooms. So the quote is by Brian McCarthy. He says, the idea that a hotel room has a look you'd want at a home is ridiculous. Amen, Brian uh, McCarthy. We have so many people, when we talk to them about their primary bedroom, what do you want this to look like? It can be anything. Yeah, it can be anything on earth, right? It's a new construction. No decoration has been done yet. It can literally be anything. And they'll say, I just want it to feel like a hotel. And you're yeah. like, no, you actually don't. You, nobody wants that. Nobody wants that really generic, stale, you know, dark, fake wood nightstands and uh upholstered headboard that's flat up against the wall condo art with condo art and um comforters that are polyester or or maybe it's nice maybe it's a really nice hotel and you've got yourself a white duvet but the hotel rooms are made to just appeal to the masses there's nothing really special or super super sacred about it we, and we have stayed yeah. in in really beautiful hotels too but there is these are designed to be just agreeable spaces, you know? Mm -hmm. So I anyway. will say it's probably the, the last night of good sleep they really had. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's probably why they're just like, that was awesome. Let's do that. <laughs> no, it's true. Cause no kids are like banging on their doors oh, and yeah, they can close those blackout shades yeah. and sleep. Yeah. That's a really good point. Go ahead and get yourself some blackout shades. We'll help you with that. It's but like, they like the feeling of escaping. Yeah. Maybe that's what they want yeah. from their Unless bedroom. You're talking about like the proper hotel in Malibu. Mm -hmm. Don't do a hotel inspired bedroom. Amen. Yeah. Yeah. Do you guys want to hear a story? Maybe this is inappropriate, but this, every time I think of a hotel room, I think of this because it was a few years ago when Mari and I went to Vegas just to shop for a little huh? bit. And we like, we're like so relieved just to get a break. Um, and we like laid down in the bed and we looked up. And so now every time I think of hotel room, I think of this 
And I was like, what is on the ceiling? And I got up and looked at it. Someone had picked their nose and wiped it all over the ceiling. <gasps> yeah. Boogers. And I had to call. I called the front desk and was just like, Ew. um, there's there are boogers on your on our ceiling. It was <laughs> so now it, I it was a nice hotel in Vegas. It was not a cheap hotel, a lot of money on it. So now I'm just like, it, is that what you want in your in your home? <laughs> hotel room? Yeah. Gross. Um, There's a reason why they don't have a lot of lights up in there. I'm just going to say. You've mm. never been to a hotel room where you can like flip on a switch mm. and really like. There's none. You can turn on the. transparent You experience. can turn on the lamps and that's it. Uh-huh. Other than that, they open up the shades in the day and that's where you're going to get your light yeah. source from. There's probably a reason for that. Aside from cost savings. Yeah. Better left and dim lighting. Amen. Well, don't get it. Okay. The next one. Um, this one is, uh, yeah, avoid condo art or tourist art. I don't, what, what do you guys think of that? Um, the quote <laughs> on it is, if there are buses parked in front of the gallery, go elsewhere. Yes, totally. You guys all know what we're talking about when we say condo art or tourist art, or I want to say timeshare art. Yeah. Mm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yes. If it's yeah, behind, it came it's with the a frame. It's all very themey. And it has a typed like title at the bottom. Don't get it. <laughs> yeah, totally. Yeah, art's a hard one. I will say it's the hardest layer. Um, we'll design an incredible scene for any room in the house, and the clients will be a go, but then the art is usually like, you know, mm-hmm. like, we don't understand this, or we want it to mean something to us, or I don't like the feeling this is giving, or... Um, I don't know. Some people don't want to pay for original. Other people do want original. It's a, it's a really, really fine. It would probably be like trying to choose a wedding ring. You yeah. know, people just want it to mean something and mm. remind them of something. And it's got to be so special and I'm going to live with it forever kind of a feeling. Do you think couples, do you guys find that couples disagree more on art than anything else? Or You know, actually, no. I think most couples, surprisingly, mm-hmm. would probably agree because they've had similar experiences oh, okay. where art is emotional. They might not agree on a sofa arm <laughs> or you know like one's traditional one's a little bit more contemporary but I think art is I haven't really run into too much of that I don't know about you yeah. Jess but um what so is are, are the breaks just like kind of you were saying on like on art just like not having a connection to it yeah and a lot of people haven't bought art no, before they just don't understand what they're drawn to yet yeah they don't so they don't find a lot of value in it but if you want to get a piece that's large enough to fill your great room walls right? Then it's going to cost some money. If you've ever had anything framed, even at Michael's, right? The bigger the frame, the more expensive that piece is. And you can imagine buying large art plus framing it is a lot of money. So I feel like we do a really good job at getting super large pieces at really, really fair prices. But, you know, it's just like, they feel like, oh my gosh, it's such a huge commitment. It's such a vibe. And I don't know, I've never bought art before. And Mm. it's just kind of this feels like a lost art or something. Yeah. I mean, if, if you can't get along with a lot, then usually you can get along with like a landscape or some sort of contemporary movement. That's just like ethereal. It's just a feeling, but it's not so much a subject matter. The subject matter is the most polarizing thing. People are like, I cannot have a subject in my art. I don't want another person looking back at me Mm. or I don't like horses, you know, or, um, Oh, it's an interesting thing. One thing that really sells super fast and really well is whenever we get this art in with skiers in it, because we live in Utah. So people walk in and they're like, oh my gosh, I love that. Right. Because it's this mm-hmm. activity and we all have memories of skiing here. So that's an easy sell. Um, 
And then usually just really simple color palettes, but anything that's really going to bring your room alive, there's always great pause to like doing that really fashionable, bold thing. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. Which to that, I think most people need to kind of go on that exploration, even almost be a little bit before you work with a designer, Mm -hmm. just to kind of understand or a good designer can help you work through that, but just kind of figure out where you lie on art and go from there. Yeah. yeah, but don't, but don't call it. And especially this condo art, that's like the stuff that you'd get at like Bed Bath and Beyond too. Oh, like it's, it's just glossy um, and it's, it's glossy. Also, it's, it's not big enough. You're not going to, don't it's, ever, ever listen. Anybody within the sound of my voice right now, never hang a canvas wrapped anything on your wall. Canvas only, no frame. That's not a thing anymore. That's funny. That's not so okay. So not like a family picture. No, no, no. Get it framed with a floater frame, yeah. frame or something. Yeah, but also don't print it on canvas anymore. I feel like we're done with that. Yeah, I'm like canvas is for like painters. Yeah, it's for art. It's for like <laughs> art. real it's art. It's not for We do not want to see what your face looks like on canvas. No, no. Not right oh, now. It gives it thickness on the wall, but it's just, it's a really like fictitious, like it's not good guys. It's Don't not a painting it. of you. It's a photograph. Yeah. yeah. And you it's know? a pixelated photograph. Cause it's like stretched on a canvas. <laughs> it's terrible. So you following yeah. us right yeah, now? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, sucks yeah. so bad. Okay. <laughs> it does. Don't do that. Yeah. The canvas oh. wraps tricky unless it's art painting, but even then you need a frame and you don't know it's canvas Can't because just hang. you have layers of paint on it. <laughs> yes. Uh, that's funny. <laughs> the next one I hadn't thought about the example in forever. Um, it almost like brought me back to childhood until you, we were talking about this a couple weeks ago until Jess said it, but I just read it. Um, so it's overprotection is just unchic. You don't need to keep oh. those sofa arm covers. No. Oh my gosh. <laughs> guys, I set my mom free last month. I went to her house and we were just kind of like fluffing and tickling the house as we do. And I was like, What? How have I never taken her arm covers <laughs> off her sofas before? Like she, these aren't new things, how guys. Long, like how She's long does she have the sofa? Yeah, over a decade. Crazy. And guess what? The arm is going to get so much wear that it facilitates a cover. Can you believe? Like we no, have like never. A seat. You're sitting your actual like yeah. body on a seat. It's not interesting. Yeah. Why would we do that? I don't know, but I took them off. I always thought it was like a fabric and I was sample, just like, like to match Mom, other things. We're going to throw these away, and she's like, "Oh yeah!" Like she was all for it, and it was like nobody had set her free before. So I am just going to pay that forward right here and right now, everybody. Everybody that has arm covers on your sofa, if you have a hard time throwing those things away, just remove them from your sofa, tuck them under the sofa, just see how it feels for a while. It looks so much better. Mm-hmm. It's like a skin tag. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's like so gross and weird. It's uh, funny. Yeah. I, I guess they probably thought that you would like launder just the... Just the handkerchief on the end of the sofa. I know. So bizarre, right? Yeah, it will anyway. not protect you from COVID. <laughs> like, just no, get rid of like, them. And no, I'll bet you nobody's washing those either. Those have just been sitting there for oh. decades. Anyway. Rose. Yeah. But the arm underneath that. Overprotection is, so- is unchic. Also, like, I remember Adam's grandparents, Grandma Tenenbaum, they had, you know, like a really expensive sofa in those days. And of course, it was like laminated. Oh, yeah. It had like a plastic cover on it. What is that called? What like, a shame. Is, is there a name for it when they have like a... The plastic cover? Oh, is, that, is that... Yeah. I okay. Don't, I don't know. I don't know. I can't think of it right sofa now. Sofa condom? 
Yeah, yeah. <laughs> there we go. That was it. <laughs> That's the one I was thinking of. Yeah, like what? What on earth? How oh, unwelcoming! Man. You sit down and it's just like this crackly, cream cheese. And you're like, so is it? Is, it, it is okay that I'm sitting on this, right? Yeah, no. and, and it sticks to your body. Heaven forbid you just went swimming. Yeah. And you peel yourself off <laughs> like a fruit roll up. <laughs> you know? And you're like, what on oh, earth? Man. Yeah, overprotection is just <laughs> unchic. Oh, wow. Yeah, like it's basically an invitation to never come back to that. Home. Yeah. yeah, really. It's you know what it is. It's like don't get comfortable. <laughs> yeah, Whatever you do, not get comfortable here. Uh, yeah, sit on a dining chair. <laughs> gross. Yeah, totally. Gross. 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 Uh, the next one uh, comes from a uh, Martin Lawrence Bullard quote. He says, "Rooms without dimmers are socially social suicide." <laughs> oh, thank you, Martin Lawrence Bullard. Amen uh, to that. Yeah. I, I have, love a dimmer. I have dimmers on all my chandeliers. Do you want to know what I don't have dimmers on though? Mm. My can lights. That to me, that's like the biggest thing because yeah. those things, you know what those things, they just stay off because I am offended by them. Yes. Yeah. I, I'm like, why did I put cans in? More, I have chandeliers. I have lamps. Yeah. I'm ugly if anything else is turned on. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Have you also, also, my room is ugly. So I just, I, you know, when I build a house again, I am just really going to think real hard about where and why I need a can. Mm-hmm. We're going to do a podcast on can lights. We'll that was, that. that was a question that came in. And, um, I think that we feel differently about it than electricians do. We do. Totally. So we, we should talk to them, but not interview them mm-hmm. because I want to make sure that we can share our sentiments and their sentiments. Mm-hmm. Without being offensive. Without to them, having to it be a battle, yeah. a battle of a yeah. podcast. Want to fight with our electricians? No, we uh, really like them, but we just sometimes feel differently than they do. Here's the thing about having dimmers on Kansu, and I learned this because in my old house, I put them in. There was no overhead lighting whatsoever. There was can one can light, and it was like a you you felt like you were on <laughs> a, spot. a spotlight like on you. It's so weird. <laughs> um, but we put like six in this in our room, and we came home. And turned them on. It was nighttime, and it literally was like hurt your eyeballs. It was so bright. Yeah, like it was fine. Christmas it, house. Yeah, like, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. It was fine during the day, mm-hmm. and so we were like at night. It was too much. So we had like definitely put a dimmer on it, and then you could just bring the light down. So the can lights are just mm-hmm. are not for you know you know what I mean. Like both day and night. So you have to have a dimmer. I think yeah. if, if you're gonna have them. Yeah, totally. totally. I mean, you just can't set a mood. You know, I mean, picture going to a party at Martin Lawrence Bullard. Those of you who don't know him, Martin did the Kardashians homes. He does a million dollar decorator. Yeah. He was on the show. He did Tamara Mellon's home, who was Mm -hmm. the creative director for Jimmy Choo. Anybody that's a celebrity and incredible has incredible taste is used Martin Lawrence Bullard. And he's incredibly chic and he's got a British accent and he calls every woman darling and it's the best. Mm -hmm. And he's just so smooth and suave and, um, you know, if you picture yourself going to a party that Martin Lawrence Bullard is throwing, yeah. you know that it's going to be like low lights, candles, the best playlist, you know, the best um, hors d'oeuvres. And, you know, you just, you feel fabulous around Martin. I've, we've only like met with him maybe a couple times at market, mm-hmm. but I just don't think that you're going to be an incredible entertainer if all the lights are on bright. Mm-hmm. It's you. You don't care about a mood if that's the case. There's no mood in that. No, there's no. There's it's, no vibe. Yeah, it's yeah. It's intense. not that interesting. I mean, you you put dimmers on all of a sudden. You want to whisper and tell interesting stories and laugh out loud and mm-hmm. you know what I mean without somebody really looking at your dental work and you know what I mean. <laughs> yeah, totally. Our skin looks weird. Do you yeah. know what I mean? I know you so. You just say like fluorescence did that, but like. 
I think yeah. all overhead lighting, like cans, totally. you know, for well, also, if you, you think about, sallow. if you, you think about like photo shoots that we do for homes, we turn off all the overhead lights. Yeah. We only use natural light when we shoot mm-hmm. mixed light looks terrible in a room. If you have overhead lights on with the, with the lights coming in from outdoors, it's like one's too cold, one's too warm. So everybody takes selfies and pictures, you know, at parties today. You don't want all that mixed light going on. Yeah. yeah. No. So you just have on your lamps, you know, or your chandeliers are on dim. But I doubt there's very many cans in Martin, Lauren, Martin, La- Martin Lawrence Bullard's properties or homes oh. that he does. Mm. Unless you love a migraine. Don't do it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Amen. Okay. The last one. Um, this one is talking about different wallpaper. And the quote is from S.D. Stanley. And it says, I believe she's meaning in every room. Uh-huh. Yeah, totally. Is, yeah. Yep. Too much of a good thing. Yeah. yeah. Wallpaperitis. Amen. <laughs> Where That's do you, what spots, what um, spaces in the home do you guys reserve for wallpaper? And maybe we're not. We're- I would say like hallways don't need wallpaper. Um, I would think it's four rooms only. Mm-hmm. And we usually, um, well, wallpaper, rooms that like you're doing a task in. So maybe you'll be there for a little while and you want to create a mood. Um, laundry rooms are a huge request. I think the largest request is going to be your powder bath. Um, we don't actually, we don't really, we don't really ever wallpaper a master bath, right? The dining room, you're certainly setting a mood for, um, sometimes the mud hall, which is like the entrance that the family uses. And Mm -hmm. it's kind of a really fun vibe or mood to walk into, but Mostly it's that powder bath, the laundry room, kids' rooms, yeah. or a nursery, a baby nursery. Um, and at the very- texture in the master bedroom or something to set a mood, but yeah. not usually a pattern. A theater will do wallpaper that. or at least wallpaper the ceiling. Mm-hmm. So it's usually when we're trying to set a real mood, give yeah. a feeling back. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. And I think when you are doing the wallpaper, just make sure you have all of them. You're selecting them. Make sure that they all make sense with one another. So like they, your different scales, your, you know, tones of similar colors so that it's not like, ah, mm-hmm. <laughs> every time you walk into a different one. A different floor a in every ah. room. You know, yeah. so. What if someone's yeah, adding, so here's, what if someone's adding wallpaper to a space that didn't have wallpaper in it before? Do you guys retexture the walls to make it perfectly smooth? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Skim the walls to make them smooth. Yep. Then your wallpaper's textured if you don't, I guess. Yeah. yeah. Yep. I know. Then you and we paper really like cellulite. And we know. paper ceilings, you know, um, often too. And they usually look like this one, you know, that's highly yeah. textured to kind of, you know, hide the not perfect sheetrock job. Mm-hmm. So yeah, they got to float that smooth so that we can paper it. So yeah, a lot of prep work goes into it. Our favorite paper hanger is actually also a painter. So he's kind of a one-stop shop, which is awesome. Yep. Yeah. Cool. Well, that's it. Great. That's part two. Awesome. Well, I hope we didn't offend too many people with what not to do. And hopefully that's just going to help you um, avoid some of those pitfalls. But And enjoy a laugh with us, I guess, too. Yeah, for fun. sure. We all have, some, I mean, you guys all have probably have 10 of your own that pet you could peeves. say right now, too. Yeah, pet peeves, definitely. There's so many more than this. We'd actually love to hear them. Oh, yeah. 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 So um, write us at. Pet peeves of de- designing. Yes, definitely. Homes, things that you've seen in your home that you've had to redo or when walking around in friends' homes. Yes. Your mother-in-law's home. Let us know all about it. Yeah, email those to dearalice at alicelanehome.com. That'd be great. Maybe we'll do an an episode about that if we get enough of them. (laughs) What bugs you? Yeah, exactly. I love that idea. Please send those in, you guys. Thanks so much for listening today. We'll catch you next time.
Thanks for listening. If you like our show, please leave a five-star rating. 